Hello, beautiful souls. In this podcast, we dive into Daniel's human design chart. As a reminder, Daniel is the past life regressionist who is a quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner and a beyond quantum healing practitioner who wants to help you discover who, when, and where you've been across time. I have had the privilege of working with him, and the technique and the experience was one that I will always remember and cherish. It was quite amazing. I highly recommend for you to go listen to him on the Timeless Spirituality podcast and connect with him. Until then, let's dive into his chart. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. It is Miranda and Daniel here, the past life regressionist, going into his chart a bit. So again, Daniel, thank you so much for being here and playing with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so looking excited. Some pretty colors this. right now. <laughs> yes, you have some definition in your chart. Definition means the colored in areas. So I would love to ask just for the audience to know, what do you know currently about human design? I read a book a couple of years ago. And it seemed very daunting to me to go further because, I mean, I do study astrology. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's astrology. And then another added on layer. That, that seems like a lot. So I, I guess that was my long-winded way of saying that. Did astrology have something to do with it? Yes, no, maybe so? Yes. Like that's yes. what I know about human design. Okay. Yes. It has astrology, the Hindu chakra system, quantum mechanics, um, the Chinese I Ching, and the tree of life. It's all the combination of all. So there's different aspects in the chart that you can see that would represent each one. For example, the centers here, which I'm pointing out, the shapes in your chart, that is based on the chakra system, the chakras. And you'll notice there's nine here. There's only seven chakras, but that's because in 1781 in human design, in the evolution of human design, it is said that two of the chakras actually split, that we moved from a seven energy being to a nine energy being. And that is actually why we are disconnected because we are focusing on the mind and logic to create and plan and make our life and live our life but we've lost connection with the body when the body intuitively knows, but we don't listen. So that's just a little bit about human design. Yes. Um, you know, because you know, with the body too, you get goosebumps, you get your hair stands up on sometimes. So what's that? You get those gut feelings of, mm-hmm, and uh-uh, you know those, but we're taught in society that that means nothing. That doesn't mean anything. You know, you have to figure it out in the head. So 
human design is a connection back to the body. Now, that being said, you have the head and Ajna defined. How out of the body am I? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it truly does mean that you are in the head a lot. That you, you basically download insights, ideas. You have this constant stream. Um, and you are in the head a lot and you need to talk a lot to uh, bring clarity to what you're speaking about. Because sometimes it gets all jumbled up in the head and to hear yourself talk actually helps you become clear. And it's so funny that we just brought this up because you have the head and Ajna defined and then nothing else really until, until just the sacral and the spleen, which actually gives you two ways of being to think about. You are a sacral generator. So basically that does mean you love to work. You will be inspired by your work. If you're working, you want to be of service. You're here to create. You're here to be in this physical realm, creating and living physically in this environment. And since there's so much openness with your G center and your throat here, and then you have the head and Ajna defined alone, you're also kind of like a mental projector, which the projector really oversees other people's energies, which is so much what you do. And because you have the throat, the um, you have a lot of open areas, you take in that energy and you can understand people. You know who they are. You know what they're thinking. You can switch your voice to very to be variable so that you can speak to many different people and they understand you. So you actually have, I would say, a healthy combination of both being a generator and the mental projector because you have two in the generator aspect and then two in the mental projector. So how does that resonate? I mean, do I do I even need to add anything to that? (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely nailed it. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, you just, you nailed it. And I mean, I think the first thing that came up for me was even going back to the last episode that we did. With the questions that you asked me, you know, those very thought-provoking questions and hearing myself speak out loud, it was helping me come to some clarity. And I think I even said, oh, like I never thought about it that way. Or, oh, that really gives me something to think about because I was just listening to myself talk. And so then I'll take that after and I, and I'll think about it in my head again. So it's like the cycle just continues. But yeah, I mean, I, I that did. cycle of time. Right. So it, yeah, coming or me speaking out loud helped me come to an understanding. So I mean, I totally resonate with that, mm-hmm. and all the other stuff too. My my human superpowers, they <laughs> they all felt right to me. Yeah, it's I like to look at a lot of those things as a gift. But sometimes it does feel like a curse. I'm not going to lie. Being with someone, and I'm not a I'm not a mind reader. I you know I can't hear someone's thoughts, but I I can feel what they're thinking, mm-hmm. and I can I almost feel like I know what they're thinking before they even know. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be overwhelming, but it, it's, 
I still haven't quite found a way to to shut all that off when I need to because, I mean, it can be very overwhelming to walk into a room and feel that with everyone and to just, yeah, absorb that instead of just walking into a room for the sake of walking in a room. And it's it's something that I, mean, I have to make adjustments for in my life. I have to, I don't like to go to crowded places for that reason. And, but you know, look, here's the other thing is it can be a gift in many respects, you know, not only in the one-on-one interactions, but I can tell when someone's bad news. I don't, I just can. And here's the good thing about me is I trust my gut. Mm. So I don't always need to know why something may make no logical sense, but I will just say that's a bad dude right there. And then, of course, I'll come to find out months or years later, oh, that person was bad long before I met them. But I think it's very good in that respect because I think the only time I get myself into trouble is when I am willfully naive. Well, I will say, you know, trusting your gut, there is so much that you said there that I was looking at your charts and it... I mean, it makes total sense. So I just, just for your awareness, the G center, which is in the center here, that is yellow, or um, it's a diamond that's in the center. This is where love, direction, and identity lives. So you do have this open. So what that means is, is when you are in a group of people or one-on-one, it is your superpower. You do know those people because you, you're able to take in their identity basically you know them you know what they're thinking before they even know or you're like asking them questions because you know the answer already but you want them to say it (laughs) right Uh yes so that is um the g center that's in where you take in that identity and then as far as the emotions like you have the emotional solar plexus also undefined And that's where creativity and emotions live. And if you walk into a crowded room, you take it all of those emotions and then you amplify it because everything that is open in your chart, you take it in and it amplifies. So what happens is you end up amplifying all of those emotions even more so than what they're feeling. So, I mean, there's been many times that I've been near someone and it's like, I am all of a sudden anxious and shaky. And it's because... I'm taking in that emotion is amplified is not mine. But if I didn't know that I had this undefined, I might think, what is wrong with me? I was just having a great day and now I'm all shaky and I'm getting angry at myself. Like what is wrong? So when you have the awareness of having these things open, that is one way that you can actually ground yourself. Like if you know you're going to be in a crowded room, what's my energy feel like right now? Who, who am I? How do I feel right now? Okay. I'm a ground myself, create that bubble if you need to, you know, around you. And then notice when you're in that space, the emotions that you're taking in and just recognize that they're not yours because you grounded yourself in your emotions. Mm -hmm. So that is one way that I recommend doing that with these open areas. And then the last one is, do you feel like at time, which is so funny because this has to do with adrenaline and time. Um, You have the root open, which is all about, um, well, it's about right timing. 
and you take it in and it's variable, right? So um, how do you, do you feel like you put yourself under pressure sometimes? And this is actually, ooh, I'm just realizing how amazing this question is. (laughs) So with timing, this route undefined means you put yourself under pressure to do everything, get everything on your to-do list. You're rushing, 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 like you have no time. That's what this undefined means. So was there a time in your life that you felt that way, the pressure of time and to get everything done? Yes. And I think that it caused a lot of health problems for me. It was, I mean, I would really say, um, things always happened later for me. That's always been the case. Even to this day, things just happen a little later for me. You know, just, well, I didn't start losing my teeth till I was older than everyone else. I couldn't, I didn't start to learn to read until I was eight or nine. And then I couldn't really read until I was in high school. I was the best driver out of all my friends. And somehow I, I was the one who got an automatic fail on my driving test. Got my license two weeks later, but still, it just it took me a little bit longer. And academically, everything always just took me a little bit longer. So I went to college for one year, my freshman year, and I ended up leaving. I mean, for two, a couple, it's like two reasons, a couple. One, I was on academic probation the first semester, and I didn't get off of it the second one, so I had to leave, but I could have just gone somewhere else. But I had also made up my mind at that point that I wasn't going to continue with school because I wanted to get out into the workforce. So by the time that everyone else my age graduated three years later, that I would be in a position above them. You know, I would be their boss or because it was that feeling of I've been so far behind my entire life. I want to be the one who's ahead. And it didn't work out that way because I had no direction. I'm not I'm not your cookie cutter person. I mean, hell, I'm a past life regressionist. How many past life <laughs> regressionists do you meet? Because I, I just, I don't tow the conventional line. And it was that sense of now, 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 now. I need to make this happen now, 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 now. Where I, you know, I was working multiple jobs just in running myself into the ground because I wanted to be ahead. And also at the same time realizing I hate what I'm doing right now. Like, I don't like to use the word hate, but I hate what I'm doing right now. This is awful. This is the life I'm building for myself. I, I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, but I kept going because I was like, I have to get there. I have to do this. I have to reach that, that place. And yeah, then I developed some autoimmune issues right before I turned 22. And that, that slowed me down a bit. And I, I spent my 20s still wanting to get ahead, understanding that I had some severe limitations in place because of my health. And it wasn't until... Well, I, I dreaded turning 30 because I felt like a failure because I hadn't really accomplished anything up until that point. And it wasn't until I turned 30 when I realized I think I'm in a better position than everyone else. Because at that point, 
my friends were getting married. Some of them were already having children at that point. And while I was envious of them in my 20s, I think the shift happened where I started to realize in my early 30s the freedom that I had and that I didn't need everything to happen now. I really started to get that things took me a little longer because even to go back to what I was talking about with writing, I'm sorry, with reading, it took me years to really become proficient in, in reading. But by the time I was doing the standardized testing for reading at the end of high school, my testing or my, my reading comprehension was off the charts. So this thing that took me so long to get a hang of, I ended up excelling at. Same thing with writing. Like I couldn't really string together much. Now I'm a writer. Like it's amazing the way that happened. So I didn't understand that time was on my side. And mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it took me a long time to get that. And even now, let's go back to that word satisfaction. Am I truly satisfied? No, I'm not. But I do have more of an appreciation for where I'm at right now because as we're recording this, I'm turning 37 in two months. I'm still not completely where all the people my age are. But why the hell do I need to compare myself to them? I'm doing my own thing. Sure, it took me until my 30s to understand that. But it's okay because I think, you know, Let's just say astrologically, I have four placements in Taurus. So therefore, slow and steady wins the race. Does that answer the question? Yes. And who else? uh, Well, and I noticed too that you said I'm not where they're at. But I mean, I'm sure as far as awareness and time and possibility and expansion that you are so much further along than a lot of them. Exactly. You know, right. So it's like what path are you on? Where do you really here to be? Um, And I wanted to go briefly into that too. Uh, In your chart, it goes into like the energy that you're here to be, really. So we were talking about self-awareness there, right? We were talking about being, okay. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, your self-awareness and your awareness of time even. And I love that you said too, that it took you longer, but I truly feel And this is just a sense I have, like, this has always been your, this is what you were here to do. You Mm -hmm. always had things to do with time, whether Mm -hmm. it was slower, being slower, taking more time, and now look what you're doing. So there's a reason behind all of it. But what society does is we put us in our box of what we should be doing and in schools, learning this Mm -hmm. way, knowing this doing all, all the subjects at a certain age. Um, but really that's limiting a lot of people mm-hmm. and putting a lot of people on like dealing with anxiety and depression because they're being forced to do something that they're not ready for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I did want to go into um, what you're really here to be. And I just want to kind Ooh. of through the lens of human design. Yes. Um, what we say from human design is that our purpose is what we're here to be. It's not what we do. It's the energy that we bring to the world. That's what we bring to the world. So within human design, the earth gates are the gates that are the gates that keep us grounded. So these are the gates that we look to when we feel off balance, when we feel like 
we're energetically drained or we're not fulfilled or we're not in the highest potential of what we want to be doing. So we look at the earth gates and for you, the earth gates in the conscious side here is in one, which is all about creativity, flow of creativity, creation. So being creative, also knowing that there is always a high, I will say peak and valley of the gate. So in the peak, you're creative. You feel like you're in the flow. It's beautiful. You experience it. It's like movement. And then in the valley, it can be dense. It can be dark. It can be like you don't feel like being creative, right? It's just this heavy. It's heavy. But it's about learning to love both aspects. So loving when you're in that peak, but also when you're in that that valley of that's when you're really creative. That's when you get to have your space. So for you to be grounded, it's important to recognize those two aspects and love both of them whenever you're in it. And in the unconscious side, it's all about possibility. So bringing possibilities and expansion to others, that's what keeps you grounded. So those two aspects keep you grounded so that you can, I always like to say, step into the sun, the energy that you're here to be. And that is allowing, allowing and um, not forcing, letting things come to you, which is very interesting with what you've shared with us, right? And no wonder why your body reacted that way, right? You were forcing, forcing, forcing. It was like, wake up. This is not you, right? 100%. Um, yeah, because it's really, you're here to have the energy of allowing, trusting and allowing. And then also, I love this one. This is the 49 is a very um, sensitive gate, very sensitive, sensitive in a beautiful way, like knowing you're sensitive, like you take on emotions and you feel them sensitive in that way. And it's about lifting people's lifting people up so they can expand. So really, you are truly the energy that you're here to be is allowing, surrendering, being opened and help supporting people into seeing how how much they can expand, which again, I'm going to tie it all back into time. So I just would love to hear what comes up for you for that. Is there a feeling that comes up or is it in the mind? Well, since this is a humble free zone, as we established in the last episode, if I'm going to be completely honest, and it's like we were also talking about before, there's the satisfaction of of saying, you did well, you did well, you did well. But as I hear you talk about that with the sun, with with what I'm here to do and you know how I'm here to shine, the question that was coming up for me was, what's the scale? Is it the scale that I'm working at now? Or is it something bigger? Or dare I even say something that I can't even comprehend? So, I mean, I know I was very long-winded with my other answers, but that's that's what's coming up for me as you were talking about that. It's just what what is the scale? Is it the micro, the macro? And that's up to you. But in a way that is not forcing, not yeah. getting somewhere just letting it come to you and time kind of folds or molds mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Yeah. As we were saying, I'm, I, I'm not very knowledgeable about 
human design, but even with astrology, you know, my Saturn is just hugging my midheaven. And I think it's just, it's that understanding that I can't miss any steps. So yeah, even with regards to the scale of it, if I shoot, you know, too high, too fast, I'm going to fall. If I haven't mastered where I'm at, I'm not going to, to climb. I have to, I have to learn everything about where I'm at. And feel. Exactly. And feel, because if, if I don't, I'm not going to be ready because I, there's this, this gift I have (laughs) that I call the Icarus factor. Now, maybe I use that word gift loosely, (laughs) but it's having this ability to know how to get noticed. And I, I did this a lot in my 20s where I, I would be like, this is what I'm, I'm setting out to do. I'm going to make it happen. But then my wings would get clipped because I would make it happen, but I wouldn't be ready for whatever that thing was. The, the, the wings would just be gone. I'd be falling like Icarus. So yeah, that, that was my 20s understanding. <laughs> yeah. And then the 30s was, okay, you, you just, you get it now. You can't miss any steps. So even as we're talking about this, there's there's a sense of tranquility even when you say it. It's up to you with regards to the micro or macro. Because I think it, it is true. It's I may have a destiny. I think we all have a destiny in some respect, but I think it's still my choice of how I get there or to what part of that destiny you know i I cover or i reach or that my future is in my hands ultimately and and it's okay whereas years ago i i mean i probably would have held my middle finger up to you so (laughs) i'd be like i'm sorry for shooting the messenger right now i know you didn't create this but how dare you say that to me watch me i will show you that you are wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know what it's okay i feel okay about what miranda's saying right now and the thing too with um it's up to you it's is it's up to you when how much you open yourself up to possibilities mm-hmm. rather than staying within what we think we know what we've experienced in the mind right mm-hmm. so it is it's truly up to all of us So is there anything that you wanted to ask anything specific about the chart or anything that you wanted to just say, maybe that felt really recognized when, when I spoke about the chart or any last words that you want to say? Does the chart show what my best avenue, well, my best avenue is in terms of getting the message out about time. Well, the, the chart shows your uh strategy and the strategy is the number one thing that anyone can learn and incorporate and it will start to automatically shift you into receiving more of what is aligned for you Mm -hmm. and if you focus on the strategy everything unfolds for you so there's nothing that you have to do um your strategy as a generator 
um, is to wait to respond. So waiting to respond to things in the external world that show up to you. So that may be signs, synchronicities, if you have a meditation practice or uh, intention setting practice, I always ask, like, show, give me the signs of what is the next right step for me. Like if I'm envisioning something more, or if you're envisioning how you can bring this more out into the world, give me something to see. Because as a generator type, we are here to create in the physical form. So we receive those signs in the physical form. So if you ask that and you wait for something to see, something to respond to, then you follow your strategy, which is for a sacral, it is uh-huh or uh-uh. So just touching on that briefly, in case you don't know, we have been taught in society to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, no, never the uh-huh, uh-uh sounds because we were told not to practice. It was rude, right? You speak. But those are actually the sounds that you feel in your gut for the sacral response when you say, uh-huh, uh-uh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So when you start answering questions, if you could start doing that, answering it in that way, you'll start to notice a feeling in your gut that's like mine. Each one is different. Mine kind of like um, contracts when it's a no. It's like Mm-mm, nope, and it just it's a sound without getting to the mind. So your body answers. So by following your strategy and you follow the uh huh or uh uh-uh, uh, <clears throat> what will show up for you is your next right steps so that you can bring to the world what you're here in a more sustainable, fun, easy way that is aligned for you. So you don't go in all those directions that waste your energy and get you frustrated. Yeah, I feel like that response would, would frustrate people. I mean, most people probably. But Mm. when I hear that, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's yes. cool. I get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, most of society have been told to think, figure it out. So if you tell them to feel into it, they're like, what do you mean? I made a plan. I have a five-year goal. I'm going to follow these steps and I'm going to look at it and I'm not going to see anything outside, outside of those steps. I'll miss everything else that's showing up for me. And I'm just going to get to this one place. And then the next place would be that next direction. And I'm just going to push everything else that shows up to me because I'm just focusing on that one thing. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love having you on here. I love what you bring to the world. If anyone feels like they want to connect with Daniel, please reach out to him. I'll have everything in the show notes for you. I'll have the podcast link, website, the podcast that I'm on if you want to listen to him. Um, I can't remember what exactly that podcast is all about, but it'll be interesting. And um, anything else that you'd like to say to the audience before we close? I mean, for the audience, I just want to thank you, Miranda, because this is... yeah. I've never done a podcast like this before. I mean, been interviewed many times, but this was this was fun. I enjoy mm-hmm. this. Like you're a great host. So just thank you so much for I mean, I always love doing podcast appearances, but but they're not always enjoyable. So just thank you for creating a space here where I can walk away feeling 
Like that that was cool. That was cool. I got something out of that as well. That was fun. That wasn't a drag. That was that was really cool. So just thank you for having me on for a really fun time that I'm I'm glad that this was time well spent. So thank you. Mm, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. Oh my goodness. I appreciate that. You don't know how much I appreciate that. Or maybe you do. <laughs> Because you can take that in. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Everybody, love you. Can't wait to connect with you again. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you, everyone. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram, so please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.